Welcome to another edition of the Superflight NBA Show, your Pablo Picasso of NBA shows. Because like Picasso, this show will soon be ubiquitous. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Joe Borelli, coming at you from my studio in Brooklyn, New York. And it is Thursday, October 12th. Uh, yeah, what's happening? I don't know. Nothing's going on here. What's going on there? I do these so often now, I have no good stories to tell you. I'm trying to think about like when I was younger and my past, about how... I used to live up on a hill by myself in a house and used to have these terrible nightmares. Did I ever tell you guys this story? Ooh, this is what happens when I just free flow my conversation. There was one night I was, so I lived in a house in the woods years ago in Pennsylvania. And it was summertime and it was like really uh, dark outside. And there's lots of trees around me. And it's, you know, like I still hear to this day, I always sleep with a fan on and, and the sounds of the crickets chirping kind of mimic the sound of the fan sometimes to this day i still sleep with a fan on and like it sounds like crickets chirping anyways this has nothing to do with my story but this one night i fell asleep i got home from work and i was dead tired i used to work this job where i was on an assembly line making flatbed trailers and i get home from work and i'm really tired and i I fall asleep on my bed and i fell asleep on my arm like face down which i never sleep on my stomach it's weird i don't know why i did it this time but i fell asleep on my arm laying face down and I, I, you know, my arm fell asleep and I guess at some point it became uncomfortable and I rolled over in the night and I picked up my right arm, which was asleep with my left hand and I placed it on my chest because I don't know. I was just hoping that my arm would wake up or something. I was half asleep. I just picked up my arm and put it on my chest. I was like, Oh, my arm will wake up and I fall back asleep immediately. And then in about well, a little bit later, because, you know, like I'm laying there and, and I have feeling in my chest, but because I don't have any feeling in my arm, like I don't, I just don't have any feeling in my arm. It's asleep. Like the blood has been cut off. The circulation is cut off in my arm. I don't feel anything in my hand. I don't even feel that I have an arm because I'm asleep, but I feel things in my chest and I'm laying there and I'm asleep and I'm, I, I feel something on my chest and I wake up and I look down and there's a hand on my chest and it's my own hand, right? But Holy Christ, I jumped straight out of bed. I screamed. What kind of idiot like puts his own hand on his chest and forgets it's there and falls asleep and wakes up because his hand is on his I literally thought that somebody had their hand on my chest in the middle of the night. It was very freaky. I'm just telling you, if you ever fall asleep and your arm falls asleep underneath you, don't put it on your chest because it might wake you up and you might think it's somebody else's arm. It's creepy as hell. Um, I'm kind of a dumbass in that way. Uh, but, I, you know, it makes for a fun story. I don't know. It was a nice house. It was a cute little bungalow house that I owned. It was fun. Sold it to go to college because, you know, this was early years. And, uh, yeah, whatever. Anyways, I don't have much to say to you guys this evening. But uh, if you want to shout out and tell me what a dummy I am, let me know. Uh, You can tweet at me at the Superflight Pod where I'm still in the process of updating the logo. And thank you, everybody, who uh, encouraged me to go with the one on the left rather than the one on the right. And um, you can tweet at me personally at Joe Borelli. You can find the show anywhere you listen to podcasts. And I don't know why I'm telling you this. I don't care if you rate and review. Although if you care about me, you would rate and review me and give me five stars because, you know, you're my friends. Um, Without you, I would be lost in this big, crazy world all alone. Um, But please do, because if you like me, other people probably will like me too, and they will also want to find the show, and the way that you get the show known is to rate it, so it'll climb the charts and people will find it. Um, And you can find the show at the Almighty Bauer Podcast Network, and you can find the show on 
a whole number of places, and that's all. Um, looking forward to the weekend. It's coming up. Going to go see some jazz with my sister this weekend, which I think I told you guys the other day. I'll give you a full report next week because it's going to be amazing. It was Thelonious Monk's 100th birthday uh, two days ago. One of my all-time favorite jazz musicians. Uh, if you guys don't know Thelonious Monk and you like piano and you like jazz, you should definitely be listening to Monk. You should check it out. But we are going to see the Monk Extra, which is a Thelonious Monk Jazz Orchestra, and it's going to be awesome. So I'm really looking forward to that. And yeah. Anyway, Dave Funernick is coming up. He, You'll find him on TV everywhere. Um, but mostly you'll find him on the Super Hoopers podcast. And I want to thank... Dave for coming on and, and the guys for loaning him out. I know they had nothing to do with it, but thanks. Thanks, everybody. You guys check out the Super Hoopers. Those guys are hilarious. And yes, this is free uh, advertising for you guys. So if I don't hear a thank you via tweet or something, you're all dead to me. Um, check them out on the All Body, Almighty Baller Podcast Network as well. And uh, I think that's it. I think I'm going to try and do a couple more before the season gets started. I might drop back down to one podcast a week after that, but... You know, if you guys want me to keep doing two and three a week, let me know. If you don't let me know, I'm just going to drop back down to one. So if you want more than one Joe Borelli a week, hit me up. Anyway, Dave's coming right up. And after these messages, well, actually, there's no messages. What am I saying? After this little intro, we'll be right back. Good, good. How you doing? I'm good, man. Welcome to the show. Thank We're, you. Oh, are we starting? Yeah, it's fine, though. I'll cut out anything you want me to cut out. Just let me know. I will obviously cut it out. No, don't cut anything out. All right, good. <laughs> How's things? Are you in, So you're in sunny L.A., I, I presume? I am, yeah. Seasonless uh, L.A. It's always sunny. Yeah. Rub it in, why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I miss the East Coast. Yeah. I'm like... One of the few people that misses New York for some stupid reason. Where are you from in New York originally? Originally Long Island, and then I grew up in Hartford, Connecticut, and then I went back to the city for college, and I lived in the city for about 10 years, and then moved out here too long ago. Yeah. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I miss watching my horror. I spent so much money in college watching Stefan Marbury and Steve Francis and like just horrible teams. <laughs> uh, hey, it's man. probably for Yeah, whatever. Everybody needs to do some stupid shit when they're young. <laughs> Very true. So welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, I, you know, I should shout out uh, John Hill and Matt Hill and, and thank them for letting the, the best part of their show come on my show. <laughs> yep, yep. yep. <laughs> Uh, you want to talk about some Knicks? Let's talk about some Knicks. Let's talk about them. Yeah. <laughs> so let me tell it's my gonna be beer. Yeah, it's fine, man. It's 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 whatever. Yeah. The Knicks have been like bad for so long that I don't even know. Does it? Do you know what it feels like to have a good team? No. Well, I'm a Yankee fan and I'm a Giants fan, so I know you. what it's like to have a good team in another sport. <laughs> that I care slightly less about than basketball. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, you know, when I was a kid, uh, the Patrick Ewing teams were awesome. Pretty good, yeah. Uh, the only time I've ever cried after a sporting event was game seven in 94. I, I, I bawled. My, my parents, I was like, it's okay. I was 10 years old and I was just like, it's, it's, it's still 
breaks my heart just thinking about that. I but little did I know that uh, they would just slowly break my heart over the next how many ever seasons it's been since then. All of them. Uh, <laughs> it's been all of the seasons since then. Right. There was that like one sort of like fake, fakely good season that was like a. Was like, that 2012? Was that the was that the one with the Amari and yeah. Yep, twelve I, to thirteen. I really liked that team. I was, I mean, I'm a. Yeah, I'm a Sixers fan, so like you know, I don't really give a shit about the Knicks. I mean, I do honestly, I do. I've been here for ten years now, and so it's like, it's growing on me a bit. It's like seeping into my pores. I can't help it. It just gets in there. Yep. It's, it's like the, you know, like the New York grit it just gets in the. Um, it's like the ooze in uh, like, Teenage Ninja Turtles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've been underground for way too long. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I root for them. You know, I I mean, it's it's fun to see the team that you're in the state of do well or in the city of do well. I mean, I also sort of root for the for the Nets too, and I really want the Nets to do well because like they're literally like four miles down the road from me. I could walk straight to them, and I often do. Um, yeah, nice. I you know what? I actually have still not been to Barclays, but uh, I'm due. I'm due for a trip there. I know it's very nice, and you can get like really good food there and yeah. everything's it's crazy it's all brooklyn artisanal stuff man it's really it's a really nice arena really really nice and i just had i have serious animosity towards them because <laughs> right when they moved there were so many hipsters that adopted them who could care less about basketball who all of a sudden had nets hats on or like because they're like oh yeah it's like it's cool it's like jay-z's team and like yeah and like as a knicks fan it made me furious so i'm glad that they've been terrible <laughs> yeah exactly i like i'm that's the, i feel exactly the same way i'm a little bit on board with them now because they bottomed out they completely suck and they've been ruined for years which who right. didn't see that coming but i mean imagine imagine if the nets decided to move to philly instead and that was like a new team in philly like that would be so obnoxious oh yeah no dude i wasn't even a, i was not a fan of any new york team when they got here i mean i wanted to be a fan because i'm in brooklyn they moved to brooklyn but right I couldn't take it. I was like, yeah, exactly what you're saying. Like everybody had the Nets hats on and I'm, I'm like, Oh my God, I hate all of you. I hope you all just fucking go away. And they did. They all just went away. And they did. Yeah. They're like, oh, they're like, not good. Yeah. Like, Oh my God. Like this team is terrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What happened? Yeah. Nice. Oh man. Anyway, well listen, if you're ever in New York and you want to see a Nets game or a Knicks game, I'm totally down. I'm down. I'm down. I, I usually come like during the holiday season, so I'm usually sort of back and forth between there and New York. But I assume you're probably down in Philly. I'm usually in Philly, yeah, <laughs> or yeah. Rhode Island to see my my wife's family. But yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, I think the one game I might be able to go to while I'm home, they're playing the Spurs uh, January second, which uh, should turn out pretty well for the Knicks. So that should, yeah, <laughs> should be pretty. <laughs> hopefully, Kawhi's injured and uh, they'll give them like. <laughs> Then they'll only lose by 10. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> um, but yeah, anytime I'm in New York, we, we should definitely grab uh, grab a game. Yeah, man, you have my uh, you have my Twitter handle and you have my Skype now. Right. <laughs> Just look me up. We're full friends. We, we contact each other on Twitter, so. Yeah, cool. <laughs> like, like true blue friends. <laughs> nice. Like true 2017 friends. That is kind of the way, isn't it? Everyone, All of my friends now, I only see them online, ever. Yeah, or like I talked to like very close friends of mine through Instagram chat. Really? Like, 
Isn't that that's sad, right? That's kinda it's kind of weird. <laughs> I didn't even know you like, could do that. On like a photo or something, and then we're just like, or like an Instagram story, and then we catch up like through Instagram, like <laughs> message. Like that's yeah, it's a little bit. It's a little bit better than Facebook, so. That's true. Yeah, that's true. At least, you, at least you're not completely, you know, old like me. I can't even. I I can't figure out social media at all. I don't know anything. Anyway, let's talk about the Knicks. Let's do it. <laughs> did you see? Let me ask you first. Did you see the subway train? That I didn't. Yes. I thought that was an art installation at first. I thought somebody. <laughs> I thought somebody like took the time to sneak onto uh, the train and yeah. see take uh, the FS1 like ads and fuck with them. I thought it was like an installation. Like they took the ads and like fucked them over. That would have been awesome if it was an art installation. I mean, I will never side with James Dolan, but like, that's not good. No, I know. Pretty disgraceful. (laughs) It's it's pretty rough. Apparently it was like, it was a two-sided thing though. It was actually done by Fox Sports. Did you know that? Yes. I did. Which I found out after that. Yeah. But if you're only seeing one side of the train, which you do. Right. Exactly. Hopeless side. Yeah. You have no clue that that's what the campaign is. <laughs> it was not very well thought through. No. But I, also, I actually, thought it was such I, a great troll. Oh, totally. I thought it was really well thought through, <laughs> to be honest with you. I knew they knew exactly Knicks what they fans, were doing. Knicks fans were the best. Everybody was like over the moon about it. Like yeah. everybody on Twitter like loved it. I saw it when I was at work. <laughs> yeah, it's James Dolan. I saw it when I was at work. It, it like pinged me on my phone. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. His response was not. He was not happy. He uh, he's such a baby. He's such a like just infantile. Like, and and any time Knicks fans have joy about something, he has to ruin it. So yeah, it's it's part like for the Charles course. Oakley. Yeah, I mean, just like any time we're enjoying ourselves, I wish he'd just go away and like like. Do a stupid band and just stay away. Dude. Let let the grown-ups like be in charge of the team. That's the thing. He's still trying to be like, I don't know, a teenager. His band. Have you ever heard them? Yeah, oh. they <laughs> It's like it's like they let a like really super rich guy be in a band who has no business playing music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it's like. It's like a really rich guy funded a band and gets to be the like leader of the band. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of like that. It's very similar, yeah, in a lot of ways. <laughs> uh, oh, he's the worst. I, I, sometimes I think to myself, I, I maybe would rather have Donald Sterling. Uh, oh, uh, come on! How dare you? Sometimes think about it. Uh, the Clippers, <laughs> Clippers got pretty good. Yeah, not because of him though, man. Like that's true. I don't well, know. At least he, he knew his place at least. Yeah, but, but listen, Dolan's never come out and said some really ridiculously racist shit, so. I look, look, look. I know in the back of my mind, I know that he's a better person. <laughs> well, listen, just because he he's, hasn't said racist stuff in public doesn't mean he's a better person. Let's let's withhold judgment for a minute. He, he did have ten men carry yes. Charles Oakley out of MSG. So exactly. I don't know how great of a guy he is. I don't know. I'm mean, like you're 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 talking about like one A and one B of like dirt bags here. Right. 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 Uh, I actually, I shouldn't, I shouldn't assassinate James Dolan's character. I don't know anything about the man, really. No, you, should, you definitely should. You're, you're a real New Yorker. That's <laughs> totally. I mean, that's ten, the right of passage. <laughs> ten years this year, money man. I'm like, nice. I'm yeah, true that's New Yorker now. Truly, 
It's really miserable now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Although you, it doesn't change much from New York to Philly. Like if you're you're in Philly and you're miserable, like all of the East Coast, I feel like it's just it's the weather, man. Anyway, listen. Yeah. Enough about that. Um, what was I going to ask you? How much? How much do you? Uh, how much do you miss those 2012 Knicks at this point, really? Well, I mean, it would have been awesome if they kept it up, mm-hmm. but and that that season just seems like it was kind of meh. It was it was just kind of a fake fake thing. It if really that was, team but... in right now in the East, they'd be a perennial, you know, uh, like conference finals team. Yeah, but I mean, they had that one great series against the Heat. I'll never forget it. <sighs> yep. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's talk about some real shit. How do you feel about the Mellow trade? I mean, eh. <laughs> I, 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 I'm glad he's gone. Uh, he should have never had the no trade clause, and that just absolutely destroyed us for, you know, I mean, he held us hostage for a couple years. Yeah, but that's the thing. He didn't, um, I don't think he even asked for that no trade clause. Wasn't it, like, given, given to him by Phil Jackson? Yeah, it was, like, the total fuck-up. I mean, yeah. like, Phil could not have been, like – worse at being uh, uh, a front office yep. person. He, 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 I, I was listening to uh, Woj had uh, um, one of my favorite beat writers on today uh, on his podcast, and they were talking about how um, there were certain players that told Woj that uh, they went into like a meeting with Phil and he was so unprepared, mm-hmm. like completely disorganized, could care less. Like the amount of money we were giving him, like that's so like, thank God he's gone. Um, but you know, I'm, he- I'm hesitant to be, uh, excited about the future. Cause I f- feel like I felt that way when we first got Phil, like, you know, it's always easy to feel excited when like the horrible thing got sent away, but yeah. then there's just to be another horrible there's thing. Another, that, there's always like, another horrible thing with the know? mix. Yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, I gotta say I was, I was really in the minority when it came to Phil Jackson coming to the next, I was like, Listen, I always thought he was an overrated coach. He's had some of the best players in the league all like his entire career. I'm like, they did those championships. He had Michael Jordan. He had Scott but Pippen, and he had he ran those egos. Right. I think he that- managed egos, and that's the thing you got to give him. But I don't think like I said from the beginning, like that dude has got such an ego of his own. What's that? He's maybe not a great basketball mind, but he was good at um, getting the most out of people. Yeah, I think well, he was more like a character person than an actual basketball person. Because let's be honest, like nobody understands the triangle. It's such bullshit. It, it, it's a horrible system. Like most players don't even really know what it is. They just kind of go out there and play. And like Phil's like, oh, it's working great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I still can't understand the triangle. I have no idea what that fucking system is. I I play and I, it's so confusing. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody on any of my teams would ever be like, let's draw up this fucking triangle play. <laughs> like all these weird moving parts and it's just like so stupid. Yeah. I think one of the great things about the, the 2012-2013 team is Mike Woodson's like very basic coach in, in, in a good way. Mm-hmm. They just did a bunch of pick and roll. Melo was able to shoot the lights out and it just kind of clicked for a season. But once Phil got here, everything just got so mangled and, like, you know, everybody was just unhappy. The fact that you have such an even-keeled guy like uh, Chris Stapps, like, uh, not going to the exit interview and all that and, I mean, getting pissed off, that pissed off, 
he's like this like you know kind of like meek uh, Latvian kid, and like all of a sudden he was like super angry and yeah. it was, what a disaster. And then like Matt Hill could attest to this, but we watched the draft together this year. And that whole day, I was such a wreck because they all the talk about sending Chris Tapps away. I was like, <sighs> I know I was waiting for it. I was really waiting for it. He could have he could have totally botched that whole thing. And I I think everyone yep. expected it to happen too, which is a telling sign that he's not a good GM. No, we botched it enough drafting Frank. I I, I think Frank might be a, a nice enough player, but there were better players out there. I I think Monk. Or Dennis Smith Jr. might have been the better choice. We'll we'll see. Or, or Donovan uh, Mitchell or Scott Mitchell. Anybody, any number of players. You know, I think they were worried about Dennis Smith uh, character-wise, which in New York, that could have been bad. And Jeff Hornacek isn't good with big personalities. Uh, and not Certainly not as good as Rick Carlisle is. Right. But, right. Um, but certainly like, should have at least taken Monk. Yeah. But I still got... And there's one last like little fucking horrible move in before he got sent away. I know the stupid thing about that too is like I think they knew they were getting rid of him. Why would you let him go into the draft and pick your your players right. for you? Like, what are you doing, man? You know, mega fuck up. Yeah, it's I don't know. Have you seen him play in preseason yet, Neil Akina? Yes. How do you he, look? It's all this stuff about the. It was like Ronaldo Bachman 2.0, like huge wingspan, so mm-hmm. athletic. The guy can't shoot. Um, he's a really he, good defender for a guard, though, right? He, <laughs> Which cool. is like the least important so place to. One. Yeah, yeah, you got one. There you one go. Good, we have one good defender on the team. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're gonna get blown out like like most of the games this season. We can't play defense for the life of us. I mean, it's it's gonna be really rough. I think that the good thing about Knicks fans is that they care very deeply. They know the game well. Yeah. Um, and as long as the team is playing hard, I think people can live with a really bad season. As long as the effort's there. Yeah. Um, I feel like And that's... I think now that Melo's gone, I think there will be a lot more effort. I think Melo's uh, commitment to just kind of being lackadaisical and just kind of going out there and shooting the ball like 30 times, I think that trickled down to the rest of the team. And, you know, he 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 should have been the leader of the team, and like he just didn't really ever seem to be interested in that position. Yeah, I don't. Guys say that off the court, he was cool, like he looked out for people, but from a basketball standpoint, he never really seemed motivated to play defense. Or well, I mean, you know, he's not a defensive player. My thing, my theory, but, but could have been any time. Oh, yeah. There were flashes of it. Defense is all about effort, really, and he just wanted to shoot the ball a bunch. But that's what Melo does. My theory about it is, though, it's it's. I really think he was just sticking it to Phil. Seriously, I think he was like, there's like Phil Jackson. The way he was a GM, he was basically taking shots at his players through the media the entire time. Like I understand it, doing that as a coach or taking shots right. at your players. I mean, I don't understand. I don't respect it. It's it's shitty no. and underhanded. It's, it's- well, coaches move. It's not a president move. Right, exactly. And if you're taking shots at your players through the media and like not even addressing things with them about it, it's 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 dirty, it's underhanded, it's a snake in the grass move. What are you gonna do in kind? You're gonna not play. You're not gonna put your effort right. out there and you're gonna make sure that the team sucks. Like, okay, screw this guy. I'm gonna get mine and I'm gonna make sure he's out the door. And honestly, as everyone says, Mello won that that battle, man. He was there until the end. 
And then luckily True. for him, he got he got moved, you know. And yeah, Phil's in Montana now and he's on a much better team. So Yeah. <laughs> he's on a horse somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? I, I, I do have a place in my heart for Mello. Um I I hope he does well in OKC. I love Westbrook. Yeah. Uh, I, I like Paul George, so I hope that team does well. But um, yeah, it it, it was never it, he never really gave uh, enough effort to really uh, warrant a true uh, beloved status for for a lot of Knicks fans. I think. I think he did for us. I think he did for a short time under Mike Woodson. But I, I, you're right. Like since Jackson got there, it was it was a it was a train wreck. Ask, let me ask you this: How do you feel about him? Like. Because I know Knicks fans were wishing he would play the four for like the last four years because that seems right. to be a natural position to, for him. He's the prototypical right. stretch four, right? Right, right. Wouldn't do it. As soon as he gets to OKC, he's like, sign me up for that position. I want that. How do you right. feel about that? <laughs> uh, bad. <laughs> <laughs> In a word? <laughs> well, you know, I... The Knicks were his team, and now he's walking into a situation where it's Russell's team. So, you know, I think part of it is that he's motivated to just kind of do whatever the team wants him to do now. Uh, and in New York, he just kind of did whatever the fuck he wanted to. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just another sign that, like, he really didn't give 100% when he was in New York. Yeah. He was willing to do things like that, which would have helped the team out. It would have, but again, if you're really miserable in your situation, I, I mean, I don't, I blame him for not giving all because, like, that's all you ever want out of out of your team as a fan. You just want them to give everything they have, right? Because there have been plenty of players on terrible teams that played hard, play their asses you know, off, yeah, play their asses off. So, I, to me, that's not an excuse. I, I understand that, like, you're mistreated, and uh, you know, in, during your peak years of your career. But uh, but he also know. asked for that. You know what I mean? He forced his True. way out of Denver. And he could have left New York. Yeah. He didn't have to sign that extension. He, he could have gone. He could have gone somewhere else for less money, and he decided to take the money. And he knew what he was signing, signing up for. Yeah. Back on. You know. Yeah. There definitely was not a, a, a super bright future um, in in New York. Uh, you know, as long as James Dolan owns the team, they're really. <laughs> I find it hard to imagine there will be, but it always comes uh, back to Dolan. And it, it really, it, you know, it's it's unfortunate too because you think about Carmelo as like this dynamic scorer; he can hit from anywhere on the court. And you think about Kristaps Porzingis, who has so much potential. It's a real yeah. shame that those two guys could never, kind of, never make it work. But they never really had a point guard either. So, I mean, they had Derrick Rose last year, which was, you know, right. Derrick Rose. It's it's a shame they just couldn't figure uh, out at least some guys to put around them that they would be complimentary. But the, the other thing is this, and it's weird for me is that now that Mello's in OKC with like one of the brightest stars in the league and Paul George, who's another really bright star, you know, in Westbrook and Paul George, like when he was in New York, he chased Jeremy Lin out because Lin was getting his minutes or getting the, the luster. Like, three. What's that? He was really just getting the glory. Like the Lin yeah. Sandy, uh, you know, according to a lot of sources, really got under his skin and he was so irked by it, which I think is another reason to kind of not like him so much. Cause mm -hmm. honestly that to me, that was the brightest moment in uh, the, the last decade, at least, uh, you know, Lynn sanity was amazing. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. I was watching it from out here and like I, every night I would rush 
home, if, if I had an audition or something or I was out of the house, I, I would rush to make sure that I was watching those games because it was just amazing. And it really didn't last very long, you know, thanks to Mello. Yeah. But, uh, but the garden was just like, I mean, the garden is always awesome. I, I, I assume you've been. Yeah, a few times. It's always so fucking expensive is the problem. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> it's a very special place. Yeah, it is. It's it a is. special atmosphere. And and during that time period, I mean, it was just, it, it was pretty incredible. And he squashed that. So <laughs> Yeah, Mello squashed the shot. Here's the thing about Mello, man. If it wasn't for him being such a positive social advocate for, you know, uh, equality and, right. and all of those things, I would absolutely hate Mello because I did for, <laughs> for most of the time I've been a fan of the NBA. Uh, like, I don't really like his game all that much because he's just a ball stopper and he needs to get his shots. I don't like, I don't like selfish players is really what it is. Right. He's a really great gifted offensive player, but yeah, I think as, as far as, you know, New York Knicks fans, you should probably all be happy that he's gone. It's, it's turning a page. It's a new day. Hopefully that, that new day is a little bit brighter than, than it has been. But this is the thing that always happens like every couple of years and that's, or the Knicks are just, you know, starting over again. Right. Right. Um, I, I like Perry a lot. I, I think that was a nice sign. Um, he has a lot of really awesome experience. He's done some nice things in the other organizations that he's been with. Um, the weird thing is that Steve Mills is still there. I couldn't tell you anything about Steve Mills whatsoever. And he's been in the front office for so long. <laughs> I know nothing about him whatsoever. <laughs> uh, join the club. He's like the invisible man. Nobody knows anything about him, which means he's probably doing a good job. I guess so. Yeah, I, that's probably what Dolan likes about him, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, um, just kind of keeps to himself. But yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like I'm kind of like sort of semi excited, you know. But I'm gonna, you know, you're, I'm, I'm you're, gonna I'm gonna hold back a little bit as as usual. But uh, I mean, this is what everybody wanted. Course. We got what we wanted. Phil's gone. Melo's gone. It's Chris Stapps' team now. Now it's time for him to grow and like, you know, he kind of took a step backwards last season. So, yeah, I think uh, he only played, what, 66 games last season. Yeah, yeah he was being up, which is a, a, another thing to maybe start worrying about. Yeah, the, he's a lot of the a lot of a lot of uh, people say that they worry how hard he comes down, like when he dunks the ball, mm-hmm. uh, when he's fouled because his legs are so long, he falls very awkwardly a lot, which doesn't bode well for injury, and he's already got like in, like knee things and. You know, but, the, uh, the one criticism I had of him when he was drafted was this: like, I you watch certain guys run, and like he's pretty gazelle like for a big guy, but at yeah. the same time, his legs kind of worry me that they're just going to buckle in on themselves and he's going to fall over. You know, he's sort of giraffe like in that way. Yes. Except for that, his legs are his neck. Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so I worry about that with him. And then, like, he's he played 66 games last season. I think he played 72 the season before. Not that I should talk because my team has Joel Embiid. <laughs> Embiid. Yeah, well, that's, a, that's, a, that's a different thing. You guys have a bunch of pieces now that you can be excited about. Yeah. he's really, We're putting all of our beans in that one basket right now. Yeah. Um, well, let me ask but, you this. Since, go ahead. I, I'm just interested to see now that he is the guy – how he handles that situation. If he's not an all-star this year, I, I, I think I, I might start to worry a little bit. He, and, he really should be in the fucking East. I know they're doing the whole new system this year, but, but yeah, but they're still choosing. Have, 
they're still choosing from the conferences, right? Right. So he should still be in that pool of East uh, All-Stars. There's really no excuse for it unless he gets injured. That, so we'll see. That was going to be my question. Do you think he makes the All-Star game this year? I mean, last year he averaged, he he averaged 16 he and should. 7. Yeah, he should. Well. I think he's going to have way more looks. It, already in preseason, he's just shooting the shit out of the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think he has a chance to absolutely score over 20, average over 20 points a game. Um, I'd like to see his rebounds go up. Although, you know, if he's going to be playing the four, um, you know, he may not be seen, especially if he's sharing the court with uh, Hernan Gomez or Cantor, he's just not going to rebound the ball as much as he could. Um, I don't think Cantor's that great of a rebounder, to be honest with you. Well, but he, he is. He is. He, I think he only averaged like seven rebounds a, a game last season. Cantor. Really? Yeah, I think so. I think I was just pretty sure I just looked that up, and that's what I saw. <laughs> oh, that's surprising. I always thought he was known as a, a, a good rebounder in addition to being a good offensive player. But 14 points, 6.7 rebounds last year. Huh. Yeah. And how many is, minutes? Uh, in 21 minutes a game. Which, hmm. Okay, that's not bad. Actually, for 21 minutes a game, that's not bad. Still pretty good. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I don't know. I don't think he necessarily uh, averages a double-double, but I think if he's uh, averaging over 20 and 7, 8, I think that puts him, like, in the in the conversation for the, for the All-Star game. It, it, it should, at least. Yeah, definitely in the conversation. I mean... Is is Joakim Noah going to play at all this year? Is he? St- <laughs> I hope not. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, we we don't even have to talk about like that mistake, and yeah. you know his contract really overshadows how bad the uh, Hardaway Junior contract is because at least Hardaway Junior like is young and has some talents left and yeah, uh, and could get better. I don't think he will, but he could. But Noah is just a dinosaur who like like can't do anything anymore <laughs> like, no he's good, he's a good locker room guy that's the one thing i'll give him and i thought he'd be good to help kp uh grow but now we have all these other centers and kp's not even playing center so it's kind of like yeah uh. yeah but i think it helped toughen him up a little bit i like Noah as a person i and, and as a character but i just think uh uh he's gonna serve out his suspension and then I don't know what you do with him. I think we're going to try to uh, make some trades happen with Lee and uh, O'Quinn, see what we can get for those guys. Not but, much uh, would be my guess. <laughs> probably not much, but uh, even if we just get like a, a, a couple more second rounders and some sort of crapshoot like that, it's worth it. So we have 20 centers now, so. Yeah, exactly. It's funny because, like, you know, these young guys, these young contracts, young prospects on these on these really great contracts have become so important. Like, you can find a diamond in a rough and keep him for four years and let him develop for a while. It's better well, than having a guy like Joakim Noah who can't do anything except for eat salary on the bench right. and get suspended for, what is it, steroids? Yeah, some sort of PEDs, whatever that was. Oy. I mean, I feel bad. Like, I really like – Joakim Noah is one of those guys that you loved to hate because he brought nope. so much energy to the court. I understand being enamored with the guy and, like, what he brought to your team. Well, he's totally a team guy. Like, he yeah. was, he would hulk out on the floor just like, ah, you know, and, like, it was annoying. But if he's on your oh, team, I, you love yeah. him. 
Yeah, I hated him, but I respected the shit out of him. Exactly. And he tried oh. his ass off. Wasn't he defensive player of the year like five years ago? It's crazy mm-hmm. the, the, the drop off he's had. But honestly, when they signed him, you already we, we already were two years into him not having any knees. And like, like right. what were they thinking? This is what happened. So they wanted to bring in Derrick Rose, which is we don't even have to talk about what a mistake that was. Oh my god. Um and everything sort of dominoed from there. He wanted Noah there. And then Noah was like, and then they really wanted Courtney Lee and Noah and Courtney Lee are tight. And so Noah was like, if you sign me, I'll make sure that Courtney Lee signs. And it was like a whole domino effect. And we got the three of them, which proved to really help the team out immensely. Oh, so. it's great. It's great. <laughs> Best uh, I am happy that Derek Rose is on the Cavs now and he's their problem now. So that's, yeah. that's great. That's great. Isn't it funny how like the NBA more and more is just becoming like a fraternity? Like everybody's like, "Hey, this guy's my friend. Let's bring him to the team," even though he's washed like ten years ago. <laughs> just bring him on. Yeah. Bring him on. There's no other sport where the players make like basically like run the show like that. Yeah, uh, it's great. You see what's happening in in football right now, where the owners there are like basically like about to tell every player to get in line. That would it's the complete opposite in the NBA. <laughs> like, I love the, the NBA. Yeah. Let me tell you, dude, I am, I'm pretty much over the NFL. I was the biggest football fan for the, I'm just getting off track here, but. But you guys are finally good again. The Eagles. Actually, the funny thing is I'm a Steelers fan. Cause. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, cause well, the, so bad for so long. No, not at all. Um, my mom's family's from Pittsburgh and my dad and his family gotcha. does not watch any sports at all. So I grew up around Pittsburgh fans basically. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, even though I was from like the Philly yeah, good, area. Good football memories then. Yeah, good. You could some, except for the '95, you know, Cowboys lost in the Super Bowl. That was rough. That was rough. Yeah. Anyways, not enough about football. That's about it. Yeah. I'm I'm done with football. I can't take the. Listen, I don't. I want to get into a political NBA season this year. Yeah, NBA have... is here. <laughs> not for the NFL. Did you see? Right. Oh, what's the owner that just bought the the Rockets? Um. Oh. Um. Yeah, his name escapes me. But anyway, he just came out and yeah. said that like he would have been scared to pay two point or two billion dollars for an NFL franchise. The NBA is where it's at. I was like, damn right. That's uh, the right thing to say. Yeah, hell yeah. Especially <laughs> when you know you're, you're talking on an NBA podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just it's the best league. It's the best commissioner. It's 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 just the best league. It's the most woke league. It's yeah. It's, I, I feel uh, the happiest supporting that league of all the sports that I enjoy. Uh, it makes you the most proud to be a sports fan. Totally. I feel like they're progressive in so many ways that most of like, even the, even the country at large isn't, you know? Right. Um, enough about the NBA gushing and stuff. <laughs> so is there any chance that this season goes really bad and Chris Stapps asks for, asks for a trade? Uh, I, I don't think he asked for a trade, uh, but the season will go bad. <laughs> the season, like, there's no way it will not go bad. Yeah, I think, uh, I think you're right about that. Uh, I mean, they're going to win 20-something games, maybe. I think that's, like, probably generous. Yeah. I, I, and I think, like, later on in the season, I think you're going to see a lot of uh, Chris Stapps resting and um, taking it easy. Maybe uh, might have like, you know, like D 
Damian Dotson starting and like like you know just getting the young guys in there. And I don't even so, know who that is. <laughs> he's one of our later round picks. He he's he another like really good defender. Oh great, you need those. Dude. Yeah, you got two. <laughs> you can't play them both at the same time, but you got two of them. Right, right, right. Oh, man. Um, let me ask you, so how upset were you with the Tim Hardaway contract? Did Furious. Make- I, was driving, I was driving on my way back from Vegas, uh, and uh, uh, so I don't know if you've ever made the drive back from Vegas to L.A. I don't know if you've ever done that before. I've never been to Vegas or L.A. Okay. I so haven't lived. Drive to, the drive to Vegas – is always wonderful. Everybody's all pumped up. You know, you're all like, you know, jacked up. The drive home is awful. <laughs> Everybody is just like a zombie. You know, you're just like so out of it. Like every like just ounce of you has been sucked out by that city. <laughs> so I was I was already just like so out of it. And then I got the alert on my phone as just like in the foulest mood. And I had to like just driving through the desert for four hours, just thinking, <laughs> thinking, you know, pondering my existence and why I chose to be a Knicks fan in the first place and the huge mistake I've made in my life. You know, the funny but, thing about uh, fandom is you don't really choose it. It chooses you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends on who you talk to. Cause Matt Hill is totally open to abandoning uh, the team you root for as a kid. <laughs> That's true. I have talked to him. <laughs> Whatever team is uh, sort of like the you know the the hot team that year. Yeah, uh, I which think, I I think as East Coasters, I I think that's like criminal. I, I don't think anybody would ever do that. I agree. I don't trust a man with that much education. I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, <laughs> for total creeps. Yeah, <laughs> there's no reason to get your PhD. Come on. Oh, no, no. Um, yeah, it's man. Weird. I- he- so he just wants to stay in school forever, just around young kids. It's like Ooh. very creepy, very creepy. <laughs> that, all right. very creepy man. Yeah, I'm gonna stay away from this altogether. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah. The Hardaway Junior trade is uh, is terrible. I mean, uh, I'm I'm trying to be as optimistic about it as possible. I, I I like the kid. I think he has talents, but you know, I, I mean, Gary Harris just signed a very similar. Uh, extension victor oladipo has a similar contract so it's like eh, yeah it's just kind of like where we're at with the all, all the new contracts i heard the, the starters contract. making this same this same argument that like other guys are being paid similar to tim hardaway jr right now but that, what's that who are similar players basically yeah. i mean like gary harris is uh you know a little younger and um i think you know, gary harris has a lot more upside than tim hardaway jr Yes, yes, yes. So I, I wouldn't mind that contract at all, but but yeah. like Victor Oladipo. The thing about the Hardaway the Hardaway contract was that nobody was going to give him that kind of money. They were betting against right. no one. They didn't. Ha- I think the next offer was like twenty four million dollars less. They could have had him a lot cheaper. He's a nice player. He's a real scorer, and he can yes. you know maybe he can grow into being a, a complete you know handler and and slasher. Who knows? But a lot of look. A, a, a lot of uh, sports in general is uh, comes down to confidence, uh, and maybe this gives him sort of a push into becoming better. Maybe he feels like he has something to live up to, and it kind of pushes him harder. Um, but I, I think that's being really positive, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, 
it's it was just such a brain fart on their part. Like they could have gotten him for so much less money, and it's just a classic Knicks to just give a contract out like that. It's it's pretty depressing. Yeah, that's kind of sad. It's just, it's not even just, if it was him in a vacuum, if they're just paying for him and they didn't have Joakim Noah's contract, I mean, I, they're not, right. they're not spending all that much money this season. They got rid of Melo, so that frees sure. up a lot, but still it hampers Let's, you a little bit going forward in the future. If you, you know, we're going to have to pay KP and, yeah. and that's um, coming up this you, year right? or next year, next year. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, we're, you know, there are other young guys that might, you know, we might want to hang on to. I, I'm I'm very happy that uh, the Sixers let uh, Willie Hernan Gomez go. Yeah, because I'm I'm a big fan of his. I, I worry about his uh, minutes. Uh, now that Cantor's there, but uh, but I I I think you know they're going to keep him around too for for a while. Well, weren't they starting Chris Dapps and Willie Hernan Gomez the three and four or a four and five rather for a while? Uh, I th- if that's if I was the next, pretty nicely. Yeah, I would keep doing that. That would be my starting lineup. I mean. Totally. Although, I mean, there's there's pressure now. I think the fans want that, but there's pressure now to to have Cantor be the starting five, which is kind of annoying. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about that trade? Were you happy with what you got back for Melo? I mean, I was happy to get anything, to be honest. I, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Yeah, I guess. From what I heard, uh, the, the, the Portland deal would have been better, um, but he didn't want to go to Portland. It was it was either Houston or OKC, and so we we had very limited options. And that's what you get when you put all the power in the players, which is fine. Like the players should have more say over what they get, you know, what they get to do. But sure, to an extent, to an extent. Uh, but yeah, I mean, D- Dougie McBuckets is a nice player. Like, is he? <laughs> he can shoot. Can he? Yeah, shoot. he can yep. shoot. He can shoot. He can shoot. I think he's only uh, average. I think at most like six points a game for the last how many four years, three years. It's you right. know, I mean, limited minutes, obviously. Maybe he'll... right. I mean, to be honest, he's going to be our starting three most likely, especially if we deal uh, uh, Courtney Lee and, and O'Quinn away. I, I think that it opens more minutes for him. Um, yeah, I don't know. We also paid Ron Baker, which was so yeah. weird. Uh, he, he's a uh, he. I, I will. Ha- I have to say, uh, all the games I've gone to at MSG, everybody like in the first quarter starts cheering for Ron Baker to come in. Like he's such a fan favorite. It's like half tongue in cheek, but everybody just loves how hard that kid plays. I mean, he's been a walk on like everywhere. He was undrafted in the NBA. He was a walk on in college. Yeah. Uh, uh, but you know, that was another contract. It was like, oh wow, we just we're paying him. Like $4 million, $5 million a year. Like, yeah, there was another head scratcher. Like, nobody yeah. was nobody was was looking for his services, really. Like, you could have got him a little bit cheaper. I mean, totally. <laughs> or a lot of it cheaper. Like, it's fine. We, we, we could not be more weak at the point guard position. Like, we could not, if we tried, be weaker at that position. I don't even and know who the backup point guard is. It's like not right? having a quarterback in the NFL. It's just yeah. like... It's 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 that's really what's going to destroy us all year. That and our like, horrible horrible defense. <laughs> uh, it's going to be pretty bad. Defense. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know some some pretty horrible contracts. It's another day in the in the life of the Knicks. So. <laughs> that's how we do. All right. Well, listen. At least you have Michael Beasley, right? Michael hey. Beasley of eleven percent of his brain. <laughs> oh my god did you see I love, this I 
love him. That was amazing. I, yeah. that, that woman did an incredible job interviewing him. I like. I like don't. She was she did such a good job, like not being full on rude to him. Like I don't know. And not, she like all... a total insane person. Yeah. <laughs> she. You know, the funny thing is, like, he was completely hitting on her the entire time. Right. Like I don't, and she almost seemed like she was gonna like be into it a little bit. Like she was like giving yeah. just enough that he wasn't uncomfortable, and like she was a really yeah. good interviewer. And you know, she had did a, a great really job. Good day going, and then he yeah. started talking about uh, how much uh, your brain uh, you use. And wait, if the person that's using eleven percent of their who's the person that uses eleven percent of their brain? <laughs> I love it's. I love when stupid people think they're smart. <laughs> You were just laying it right out. You're like, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, oh, he's the worst. But you know what? It's hilarious. It's freaking hilarious. It's so entertaining. Man. And was, honestly, if, if the guy if the guy plays hard enough this year, he can say whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. I mean, apparently he has said whatever he wants. He thinks he's as good as LeBron James. <laughs> he's oh, he's your uh, he's your favorite player's favorite player. Oh, it cannot be true. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you're. Kristaps Porzingis' his favorite player already. <laughs> oh, they really hit it off so fast. That's crazy. He's he's a nut, man. I didn't realize he's like. Uh, but I'm... you know he's played well the last couple seasons. Yeah, he hasn't played bad. He just. You no, know. I, I thought it was a it was a decent pickup for for them. Uh, there are going to be so many like weird games where like half the team is injured, uh, and he's going to get a lot of minutes, and I'm sure he'll put up some big games. It would be fun to see him go off and put up like forty. That would that would make my day. I'm sure there's going to be like a, a a Nets Knicks game at the Garden where he like just goes <laughs> off and the crowd is going nuts. And then like you know he goes like one for ten the next night or yeah. something. You know, <laughs> guaranteed. Lock it in, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. On a scale of zero to eleven percent, how much of his brain is he actually using? <laughs> On the daily. So we'll use negative percent. <laughs> All right. That's fair. Yeah. Oh, here's a trip though. That's I love, uh, he could be a fun like mascot this year for the team. Totally. You know, and the, as, as, as dire as it is to be a Knicks fan right now, at least they do have some compelling players, some players you can get behind and root for even right. just for being completely absurd. Like Michael Beasley, like, right. And also, like the more he does that kind of stuff, like the more it kind of keeps the heat off of Chris Stapps, and he can just kind of go about his business. And I, I think it helps with the New York media. Yeah, for sure. Else is sure. being insane like that. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, Chris Stapps is going to be under the bullseye this season. Like all the pressure is going to be on him because he's the only he's the veteran on that team now. He's like, <laughs> right. which is crazy. He's the third year player, and he's like, that's it. This is this is the make or break. Not make or break, but like people are going to be really hard on him this season. Totally, but you know they did smart. The smartest thing they did was was bring in uh, Kuz and and bring in Hernan Gomez because those were his two. Buddies. <laughs> Not you too. I have to deal with that enough, with Matt. Now because he's got Kuzma yeah. fever. Yeah. What was he saying? Kuzmaniacs. Oh, yeah. How do you, how do you even pronounce his name? Kuz, Kuzmaniacs. <laughs> no, uh, Ming Ming Dagus Kuzminskis. Kuzminskis, yeah. Um, there's like a video of Courtney Lee, like, like they've been teammates for like months and he's still like, they're like in the locker room and like they're, the cameras are on them and he has no idea how to pronounce his name. 
<laughs> That's awesome. He's like, oh, we just call him Cheese. <laughs> cheese? They call him Cheese because he's always smiling. <laughs> That's hilarious. This, that's the but best. Yeah, uh, but he and Hernan Gomez were uh, were teammates at Kristaps in, in Spain, so uh, I, I I think it's it's nice for him to have those buddies there because it's a little European connection. Uh, tough. Yeah, it's tough. Good New to have friends. Yeah, totally. By the way, uh, how awesome is it that there's a coos in both L.A. and New York at the same time? Pretty great. Although I hope the one in L.A. really really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he looks pretty damn good yeah he does he looks pretty good Dude, he's like been more exciting to watch Alonzo so far thankfully I, seriously I'm happy that anybody's be, being like sure you are <laughs> I'm happy that anyone's better than Alonzo right now especially on the Lakers oh man yeah Matt and I went to uh, Summer League and uh, Fultz was not not very good <sighs> he might you know what Talk about using less than 10%, 10% of your, of your brain. brain yeah <laughs> I feel bad. Here's the thing. I was riding that train pretty hard, too. And then I saw at Media Day, um, Fultz came out. And he was talking. And he seemed a lot more comfortable. Like, he felt it felt like he was in a comfortable situation. You're like, oh, this kid, he's just a kid, man. He's just a kid. Like he's a Chick-fil-A. And, yeah. You know, he felt he, right at home. And, he felt, and then he seemed like he was having fun. He seemed smarter then. But now, like, after yeah. watching his shot, like, why? what is he doing to his shot? I'm back on the, he might not be that bright <laughs> train. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. He's definitely he's yeah. he's got serious bust potential, and I hate to say that. It's it's best to focus on Simmons and MB. Yeah, right? I think you're right. Yeah. yeah, we got Sarge. We got we got Covington. Yeah, you, got you got enough to to be excited about that. Right. You can kind of right. just let Fultz kind of be on the, the wayside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you think? Do you think there's any shot in hell? As the East is so so bad, do you think there's any way they sniff the playoffs this year? No. 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 All right, moving that's on. How, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing else to say. That, yeah. That's how bad it will be. No, no, no. They don't have – they – no. I, I think the Sixers certainly do, but uh, no. Knicks, no way. Yeah, it's going to be a tough – it's going to be a tough road to, to hoe. How's that go? Is that the expression, tough road to hoe? Tough sledding something? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you butchered that pretty badly. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah gonna be a tough road to hoe for sure for sure um row not road it just made sense to me row a row to hoe yeah like when you're a row never mind so like in a garden who cares uh (laughs) (laughs) anyway um what are you looking forward to most this season from the team there's one thing you have to pick out uh just them playing hard i i i want to see a team having fun and i want to see a team playing hard um uh, and I, I, I guess like the, the biggest goal of this year should be that Chris Stapps takes a step forward. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of elevates his game. He's been working his ass off, uh, in the, in the, uh, off season. So I, um, if the stupid videos, uh, that he kept posting on Instagram or, uh, any hint, he, 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 he should be coming to the season, uh, uh, even better, more prepared, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. He's looked pretty good so far. I've seen clips. Yeah. I haven't got to see him. I haven't gotten to see him play yet. But yeah, he's he looks... got to stay out of foul trouble. That, that was his uh, his uh, uh, Achilles heel last year. It was just kind of getting into early foul trouble. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That's really all they can hope for. <laughs> yeah, that's sad. <laughs> it, it really is. But like I said, 
Phil's gone. Mello's gone. We got our wish. You already got a win. You're already now coming we, into the season with. with now we have to live with it. So yeah. <laughs> well, you're already coming into the season with house money, man. You got you got your wish. Oh, so totally. it's it's upwards. It's upwards from here. And yeah, if yep. you are in New York and you want to catch a game, please let me know because I have nobody to go to games with anymore. My wife refuses to go see basketball with me. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, my my girlfriend's not so thrilled about it either because I'm like a like when we go see the next play, I'm like a little like schoolgirl. Like I'm like that's there he is, that's Kristaps, baby. Like I'm like jumping up and down. Like she's definitely lost a lot of respect for me. Like from from watching my behavior at Knicks games, but yeah, I feel like all girlfriends find this out about their, their boyfriends at some point in the relationship. Oh, you're a sports fan. You're an idiot. (laughs) Why did I think so highly of you? You know how I got my wife? I told her I was really smart. She still makes fun of me for that. She's like, you're really smart, huh? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, you don't know. I'm really smart. I was really drunk. Is what I should have just been honest. Like I'm really drunk. I use more than 12% of my brain. <laughs> By the way, you know, you know that like that's been refuted like many, many times. Scientists are like, no, we use all of our brain. Don't be stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. Seems like he had really done his research, though. He's, oh, yeah, totally. Well documented. Oh, God. So bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, let me ask you. Can I ask you a personal question about like what it's like to be an actor trying to sure <laughs> what is it like oh, what, what makes you make that decision in life what 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 day do you wake up and go i want to do that i think my father's probably been asking himself that for uh <laughs> like years and years why i let my son do this um well the thing is so so uh my, my parents were new yorkers and so we came to the city a lot and um uh we went to see a lot of theater and, and we went to a lot of museums growing up and my sister is a visual artist, and I'm, I became an actor. So I, I, I think that was uh, no accident. We were kind of spoon-fed um, yeah. that stuff. Um, but I want, I wanted to take it more seriously. Once I turned like 13, I started doing like children's theater, and then I went to a performing arts high school and studied theater, and then I went to college for it, and so it sort of, um, sort of just kind of unfolded that way. And I've been lucky enough to make it my career, so uh, which you know, most people doesn't work out so so great. Like most of the people I went to college with had to give it up. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a grind, man. It's a grind, but I've, I've been pretty lucky, so I can't complain. I'm sure. I see you all over the place. I just can never. I, can't I can totally complain. Like yeah. I <laughs> should have more. I should have more in my career right now. Uh, <laughs> You know, I'm glad we had this conversation. It's time to fire all of my people. <laughs> like, what is Started going it. on? What is going on? Uh, I was going to say, I can, I can relate to your uh, sister. I'm also a visual artist, so that's why I'm in New York. But, yeah, it's not, it's not yeah. working out for me. I'm doing a basketball podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I would argue the opposite, that it is working out for you. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, if only I were doing it anymore, it would be great. No, just, you well, know. What kind of? I I don't want to turn this into a, an art podcast, but uh, Dude, I open what, every podcast with an artist, so it's fine. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, what what kind of stuff uh, were you doing when you were kind of doing it more? Uh, I was doing sculpture a lot. I was I started out as a printmaker, drawer. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. I knew that. No, it's all right. That's cool. And then I, you know, in grad school, I kind of, I think then the, there was a natural leap for to to make for me from drawing and, and printmaking into sculpture. I just started carving stuff. And, 
That was it. That amaz- uh, that amazes me. I can't draw stick figures, so I'll bet I'm you. Amazed. I'll bet you could. Mm. <laughs> you know, people always say like, "I can't draw. I can't draw. I can never draw." Like you can learn to draw. It's just you may never be good at it. <laughs> like, yeah, I can learn to act. Like, I'll never be good. Numbers yeah. kind of thing, but yeah, yeah, I could like go to the one of those drawing classes. Like, here's how you draw the parrot. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we're going to start with the nose. <laughs> oh, drawing. I always I miss life drawing. It's it's weird to see somebody stand there naked and draw them. That gets a little, I mean, you get used to it after a while, but at first at first blush, you're like, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah. And you're just like, oh, yeah, they're naked, whatever. Yeah, after a while. Artist. I'm an artist, so. I'm an artist. You see so many naked people when you're an artist. <laughs> it's true. I guess. Is it? I don't know. Uh, anyway, Dave. Thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, giving Pleasure. me your time. Yeah. Why don't you plug your stuff? Tell people where they can find you. Cool. Um, I'm on Twitter uh, at David Federnick uh, and Instagram. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm on the your television set. You've probably seen me in things. And um, I, uh, I'm on like just about every other episode of uh, Super Hoopers. Yeah. Uh, also... Also on Almighty Baller Network. So. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Well, thanks for having me on. It's, it's totally. always fun totally. to vent about the Knicks wherever anyone will let me. So, you, you're welcome here anytime. <laughs> and they're gonna be so bad this year. So well, bad. Well, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. Just think about me. Yeah. I was a Sixers fan for how many years, and they were terrible. Anyway, well, man, I'm gonna let you go. Thanks again. My pleasure. There you go, everybody. Dave Futernick, thanks again for coming on, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.